Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mark Lewis about promoting cultural change through developing stronger personal and organizational awareness. Mark Lewis, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hey, Jonathan, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you again. You're joining us from the Baton Rouge area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. We're going to be continuing the conversation that we had maybe six months ago or so. Uh, And today we're going to be focusing on promoting cultural change through developing stronger personal and organizational awareness. Now, there's all these different factors and components to culture change and a sustainable culture change. And we may talk about some of those other pieces, but really we're going to focus in on the foundation. And it all starts with self, personal, and organizational awareness. And if we can't do that, then we're likely not going to be able to critically examine the policies, practices, procedures, all the structural and institutional components to culture, and all, you know, all the other drivers to culture. So that's going to be our focus today. As we get started, I wanted to share Mark's bio with everybody. Mark Lewis is CEO at Evolve Media AI and has run CEO roundtables for the past eight plus years to help CEOs with their accelerated growth. He has a proven track record in building, leading, and guiding successful entities and executives for growth, acquisition and turnaround strategies. All of that is fantastic, super fascinating. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we dive on in? No, you know, I don't like talking about myself. So let's just get into the subject. Uh, I'm, You know, I'm blessed that I've had a lot of experiences in uh, leadership and uh, working with other CEOs. And, you know, every time I have these experiences, I even learn more from the CEOs in terms of what makes their culture better. So it's an evolving, continual development uh, to make everything better. Yeah, that's that's right. It's an ongoing process for sure. And we never arrive at our full development, reaching our full potential. And we never arrive at having that healthy dynamic culture that we want within our organizations, because it's a constant fluid thing. Uh, It's always changing as we have people, you know, join the company, exit the company, take on different roles within the company. Um, We always have different kind of friction points and different ways people are interacting with each other. All of that leads to the need for continual self-renewal of the organization and its culture. And so we just have to pay continual attention to it 
I know that's frustrating for people because they want to be able to like set goals and targets and they want to, you know, if they're going to invest in this, they want to be able to show outcomes and they want to be able to say, look what we did. We accomplished this. Now we're ready to focus on the next thing. And while you can do that, I suppose, to a certain extent, if you're not making a sustained, continuous effort towards having the type of culture that you want within your organization, inevitably a culture will emerge or adapt or shift. And it usually is not going to emerge, adapt or shift in a healthy way. It's usually going to take the path of least resistance and it's going to follow unhealthy kinds of attitudes, mindsets, behaviors, et cetera. Uh, and so if we want to maintain and sustain a really healthy dynamic culture, it just has to be something we're continually focusing on weekly, monthly, yearly, that we make it a part of the, the institution, the organization through various mechanisms. And, and like I said, in the intro, all of that starts with understanding ourselves, understanding our team, understanding the organization, and it, it all comes down to awareness. You know, you make really good points here. Um, most people, especially in leadership roles, the critical point on all this is that everybody has value and everybody wants to consider, they be considered of value to the cor corporation. So what can a CEO or leadership a leader do to enhance that value and make them feel like they're part of a culture, part of a team that all works together? And because everybody has different personalities, then you have to adapt your personality to fit what that person is. So it's really critical to continue to engage with the team on an ongoing basis and each one individually to enhance that value and let them know that they're a critical part of the company. And that's kind of a tricky part sometimes, a tricky play to be able to understand that and go forward. But once you accomplish that and everybody gets and feels like they're part of a culture as a team, then uh, the value of the corporation and the growth of the corporation ex exceeds what you, you typically, what your expectations would be. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it, if we're talking about value, um, I think of it in terms of, of belonging. So uh, we don't need to get into the DEI and you know belonging kind of conversation for today, but regardless of what our focus is of the organization, we want engaged, satisfied, uh, productive, effective, innovative people, right? Within our teams. Right. That's what every organization wants that. Uh, how do you get that? Well, you get it through an inclusive and a belonging culture. If people don't feel like they belong, meaning that they have, that they, they really are needed, wanted, valued, that they have opportunities to contribute regularly and that their contributions are valued, that they're actually seen, heard, considered, and that they have a chance to contribute in meaningful ways. If they don't feel that way, people will not be engaged. They will, they will rapidly disengage. They will go through withdrawal cognitions. They will start to look for jobs at other places. And you're going to be victim of the great resignation. People are going to go somewhere else if they don't feel valued, if they don't feel like they belong. Uh, and so even if we're not getting into the diversity, equity, inclusion side of the equation, even if we're just talking about innovation and engagement, uh, belonging is so important. It's all built upon this sense of value. Do I feel like I'm valued? Uh, within the organization. And that perhaps is one of the most important cultural components that we can really try to infuse uh, within our teams. You know, Jonathan, everybody wants to be loved and they want to love. 
And when you think about it, what can a leader do to enhance the fact that they're inclusive? You know, and one of the best things that I think are typically is neglected is the what I call the attitude of gratitude. Many times we, we don't show appreciation uh, towards what an employee does. If they go uh, outside their normal realm of work responsibilities, how do we appreciate that? How do we show that gratitude? When, when people feel like they're being appreciated, they're going to perform more. They're going to be motivated more. And it's simple little things like getting a, a $50 gift card. Say, hey, you, did, you went beyond the call. Uh, of expectations. This is what I, we really appreciate that customer is very satisfied. Simply sending an email or a thank you or, or shaking their hand or recognizing them in a team meeting on a quarterly basis. Here are the people that went up, up beyond the call of duty. All those sense of appreciation, attitude of gratitude is really a key component in showing how a culture can develop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, Again, there's so many different ways to go about reinforcing this, to promote it, to to sustain it. Um, we're going to focus the rest of the time today on really exploring what we can do in terms of fostering personal and organizational awareness, uh, so we can start that process. Uh, because if I if I'm not self-aware, uh, it's going to be really hard for me to be in tune with myself enough to be authentic and genuine with my team it's going to be really hard for me to develop meaningful relationships of mutual accountability and trust with my team. If I don't even know myself, if I'm not self-aware, I'm not really going to be able to understand them and where they're coming from. If I can't even start with self-awareness and then as a team, as an organization, we have to learn how to be organizationally aware. We have to learn how um, we can pay attention to what's what's working, what's not working, what is healthy, what's unhealthy, all of those sorts of things. So let's start with the personal individual component uh, first. What are some of the things you've seen either through your CEO roundtables, your coaching and your consulting work, uh, or just your experience in organizations? What have you seen um, in terms of what works well, what doesn't work well, and what you would suggest to executives in terms of how to foster this personal awareness? You know, um, I'll, I'll give a, a good example. I was recently brought, brought into a corporation where they were having um, some cultural issues and they were having some developmental issues. And I went back and looked to see what kind of structure or rhythm they had in place. And what were they doing for their employees? One of the first things that we did is we created a, a team meeting where we wanted to develop what, what are the company's core values. And everyone participated in that. We wanted to get their feedback because if they all participate and they all agree on what the core values of the company are, then they can all see these core values. And so they came up with trust, respect, accountability, passion, teamwork, and there were a bunch of other ones. But that's a core foundation because everybody knows what those core values and they can adhere to those core values and they participate in, 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 in developing those core values. That was a key component to get started. After that, we had our core values, we got them printed, we put them up on the walls and everybody could see them. The next meeting we had was, okay, we want people to uh, identify the people within the organization who demonstrated these core values. So there was a, pay, a sheet of paper that we put up and say, this employee went beyond the call of duty. This employee uh, exemplified this core value and they write it down on a piece of paper. They put it in a box 
And then at the end of the month, we're going to draw uh, a winner and whoever actually identified the person who did the core value along with that person, they're going to get a, a prize. And the prize could be $100 cash bonus or, or a certificate of, of Amazon gift card. But it engages these people to recognize what's important for the organization and we're going to reward them for them. And then so that was the, um, the basis for getting started with this company. And then we also did what we call a start stop keep routine that start stop keep routine is what do we need to start doing that we're not doing what do we need to keep on doing that we're doing because we're doing well what do we need to stop doing that's not productive and we had a meeting just yesterday on that jonathan and all these employees came up with unbelievable suggestions that the leader wasn't even aware of and now we're going to send that out and get feedback uh, and, and tell the people this is what we're going to do based on your suggestions Bringing all those that all that together with the team was just an incredible uh, exercise to get them engaged. It was really a lot of fun too. Check out my new book, The Future Leader: Creating and Transforming Next Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy. Courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Yeah, it does drive engagement. And if people participate in those types of exercises, and then they actually see the leaders do something with it, 
it, it, it reinforces the values. It reinforces the culture that you're trying to create and you're going to get even more out of them the next time. On the flip side, if you go through the exercise and it really just turns out to just be an exercise and everyone gets cynical about it because they're like, ah, no one's going to actually care what we said. You know, they don't actually act on anything we suggest. Um, and I've seen that happen a lot of times where, where organizations will kind of go through the, the, the steps, you know, they'll, they'll kind of, it'll be a faux um, kind of engagement with their people. And, and they're really just give, given lip service to it. They don't actually really want to, to work on any of the things that people bring up that actually erodes the trust. And then the next time people right. don't want to participate. Um, and so that's a great way, like you said, super simple, super simple activity that you can do that can generate a lot of interest, a lot of engagement, a lot of buy-in uh, and a lot of energy in the room. Cause now all of a sudden people feel seen, they feel heard uh, and people like to feel seen and feel heard. And people, Absolutely. people usually have good ideas. Uh, people who are doing the work, leaders don't always know what's going on, right? But the people who are doing the work each and every day, they see the pain points, they see the bottlenecks, they see the policies that don't make sense, the bureaucratic structures that don't make sense. They see what's hurting the customers. They're the ones that have input. And a lot of times there's no really good mechanism to feed back that information to, you know, up the hierarchy to their leadership and above uh, in a way that will actually be seen and heard. So you create a, an environment where people can actually do that. And then they have evidence that you're actually doing something with it. That is powerful. Uh, and I think that's really at a core piece of that organizational awareness uh, that I was mentioning earlier. Um, something that I note, though, is that a lot of a lot of leaders simply aren't there. How should I say, you know, they're not secure enough uh, to ask for that kind of feedback. <laughs> they they uh, they'd be worried about asking people for that kind of input, because then, you know, in the mind of an insecure person, they would see it as a threat. They would see it as the potential of making them look bad to their boss. And so they don't want to seek that kind of feedback and then pass it along. Uh, and so again, I think it starts with kind of personal understanding and personal awareness and where I sit. And if I, if I have those insecurities and, and let's be honest, we, we're all human. We all have insecurities. We all have baggage. We all have, you know, things that, um, that we struggle with. And so we, it's, it's not like, me pointing fingers saying you're this horrible, arrogant, insecure person. I'm just saying like, be aware, be aware of your tendencies, be aware of your biases, be aware of, um, you know, those things that might be shaping the way you're interacting with your team. And if you can recognize some of your insecurities, then that that's the first step. That's half the battle. Then you can actually be proactive about taking steps to counteract some perhaps some of the potentially negative things you might end up doing sometimes inadvertently right uh, unintentionally um, and once you do that you you become more comfortable with yourself you you lean into and grow into the the idea that you're constantly growing and developing you don't need to have it all figured out right now you're not perfect nobody expects you to be perfect and and once you can accept that then you're in a place where you can, you're going to actively want to seek out the feedback from your team. And you're going to want to actively pass that along to your boss. And you, because that's going to help everyone be better. 
You know, accountability um, in terms of follow through is really, really important because what it does, it builds trust and respect for the leader. And when you have that trust and respect, they're going to want to do more things for you. And, you know, you make a really good point because one of the things that I think is real important uh, as a leader and shows really true leadership skills is you always want to hire people that are smarter than you, smarter than you and put them in a position where they're really an expert at it. So you might have a, an expert welder, let him do his thing, or you might have an expert CFO, give them the, empower him. And having that empowerment is another cre- critical aspect of letting people make decisions that are empowered to make decisions, to have the trust to make those decisions. And it's difficult uh, for leaders because a lot of times they want to be able to make all the decisions. But if you can give somebody the ability to make a decision, and maybe sometimes it's wrong, it's okay because they're going to learn from from that. So, you know, I'm I'm always uh, about, and we teach this in our CEO roundtables. Give people and empower them to do what you know they're capable of doing, and trust that they're going to make the right decisions, even though sometimes they may not. Even if they do make a bad decision, you move on from it. But that is how you develop your people, and those people are going to want to follow you. And when they follow you and engage in what you're doing because of that trust and respect, man, the company just flourishes. Yeah. Leadership today is as much about promoting followership as anything in, 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 in previous generations, in different kind of styles of work and organizations, we had more authoritative, um, you know, top down control types and, and modes of leadership. And, and ultimately that may have served its purpose for a time, but in the knowledge economy, in the the world of work that we're in today, we need leaders who can recognize the genius of their people, who can help yep. their people develop, lean into their potential, and 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 actually develop towards it, uh, and and create an environment where people see them, trust them, and want to follow them. Right. People don't want to follow. I mean, in in certain circumstances, they do. But most of the time, people don't want to follow an authoritative, you know, carrot and stick kind of fear based leader. Um, They do. They do follow them out of fear and and fear um, can only drive performance so far. But if you want commitment, ongoing commitment and engagement, then that can only happen as I choose to to sacrifice that. Right. As I choose as, as an individual to give that up of myself because I believe in the organization. I believe in the mission, the vision, the values. I believe in my team. I believe in my leader. And I want to, to uh, collectively, I want to be part of, you know, helping everyone be successful. That is commitment. That is engagement. That is the type of environment where people will lean into innovation. Um, And that's what organizations need in the modern world world of work and particularly as we move into the future of work and if we can't get there if we if we get stuck in the old kind of mentalities and approaches towards leadership uh, and people management we're we're going to lose we're going to lose out in the marketplace because we're not going to attract and retain the greatest people because they're going to want to go work for these other dynamic organizations with dynamic cultures 
Now, don't get me wrong, you know, the grass isn't always greener and every organization needs to work on their culture. I don't know of any organization that has it all figured out. Even the ones we cite as like being really great examples, they're still working on it. You know, one of the reasons why they're great is because they understand they have to continue working on it. Um, And the reality is you're going to be frustrated in your current job for a variety of reasons. And if you go somewhere else, you're probably going to be frustrated there for a variety of reasons. That's just part of the game, right? But but uh, if we're not making a good faith effort, our people can see um, and they, they understand and recognize what the organization is trying to do, what their leaders are trying to do by way of healthy, dynamic culture. And if they don't see positive movement and they don't see effort, yeah. you're, you're going to have people leave and then you're going to lose all your best people. You know, you, you're kind of seeing that right now um, with the Russian Ukraine situation, you know, the self-centered leadership. Um, is becoming a big issue and the whole world is rallying around it. But, you know, you bring up a really good point in, in terms of being selfless, less selfless versus selfish. When you become selfish, people don't want to typically be around those people who are ego driven. I got to take um, credit for everything. And if there's a response, if it's a problem, then it's their fault, not my fault. You know, a good leader gives credit to everybody else. And if there, there's a problem, then he takes the fall for that. So, you know, having the ability to admit, admit a mistake and not blame other people is a tough, a tough uh, leadership trait to develop. But it's really an, an important piece on that because it shows the respect that you want to get from your employees. And again, they're going to want to follow you. He's a good guy. He does all the right things. He shows appreciation. He's given me the ability to do what I need to do. I'm part of a family. I'm part of a culture that continues to grow. And the key point in all this is really, and I I have a couple of words, uh, a, a saying that Really, who you hire is really, really important because you want to hire for culture and you train for skill. If you hire for somebody that's toxic to that organization, it brings everybody else down. So, you know, there's a balance. You got to really pay attention to all these things to help that culture get to where you want it to be. Yeah. Yep. Mark, it has been a pleasure. I note the time. I'm going to have to let you go here in a few minutes, but this has been a fascinating conversation. Before we wrap up today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Thanks. I appreciate it, John. It's always great to be with you. Uh, People want to learn more uh, about uh, what I do and and the CEO roundtables and how effective they've been. They can go to Mark Lewis llc.com and you can learn a lot about some of the initiatives are involved i've got a new startup i'm involved with i wrote a, a book called give a damn which is kind of my driver to help organizations get to that culture give a damn to take it to cultural change and i guess what what i think most people and and, and, and I, I say this we didn't talk about this much but if you can um, really hone in on being an empathetic leader and trying to do best for what you can do to help other people succeed, you will succeed. If you get that in reverse, if you say, what's in it for me, then that's not the correct, the, the correct avenue to go down. What can I do to help other people succeed? And by doing that, it's going to come around. It's going to help you and your company succeed. I think that's an important point. 
Absolutely. Mark, it has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Mark can do for you. Check out his book, check out the many great resources, the CEO roundtables, all the great resources. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for your individuals, teams, and organizations. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, 
champions of talent and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.